Good day and welcome to the Frontline Chatter Podcast. My name is Jorian Gibson with co-host Andrew Morgan. How are you doing today, Andy? Oh, I'm pretty good, Jorian. I'm pretty good. Um, it's Tuesday. I am very tired and for some reason it's 11 It's eleven p.m. But it's for a very good reason. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to our guests today. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm all good. How about you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. It, it's kind of our, our continuation of Citrix new product announcements we're talking about today. So... Uh, I'm excited to have Joe Vaccaro and Harsh Gupta join us today to talk about uh, Workspace Cloud. How about you? Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I've been mostly keeping myself busy. I've got a new tool that's going to be coming out for Zen Desktop any day now um, to do for the, you know, the, the monitoring and director reporting. So I'm looking forward to getting that out. I've spent a couple of days working on it now. And you know yourself, you just want to get it out into people's hands so they can play with it. But uh, anyway, without further ado, um, I'd just like to, uh, as Jerry as mentioned, uh, we've got Joe and Harsh on the line to talk about uh, Citrix Workspace Cloud launch. So um, Joe, um, without further ado, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from and, and what you're doing currently with Citrix Workspace Cloud? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Andy. And uh, Jerry, thanks for having us. Um, you know, real exciting day today, being able to kind of introduce Workspace Cloud um, to the world and be able to, you know, put put the puck on the ice. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I started my career, I kind of like to say that uh, um, I've always been a, a software guy. Uh, for the most of my career, though, I was a, a kind of a software guy stuck within a hardware company, uh, working at Sun Microsystems, and then at Cisco in UCS, and and finally uh, took the plunge and, and moved into a you know full software world, and, and really came to Citrix now, gosh, almost four years ago, to really um, with the kind of the charter to try to understand and, and what it would mean to bring you know Zen app and Zen desktop to the cloud. I think that was on the my interview, um, and uh, you know I think the workspace cloud is really kind of a culmination of that, and in much of broader scale, not just bringing Zen app and Zen desktop to the cloud, but uh, really bringing Citrix uh, to the cloud. So uh, really, really exciting to uh, be able to bring this out and, and give it and uh, put it in the customer's hands. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, I, I, again, uh, thanks very much for joining us today, and we're very excited for your day. Um, Harsh, uh, how are you doing today? Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yep, absolutely. Uh, very excited about um, getting Citrix Workspace Cloud out in the out in the public, having the game started now. So very, very excited. Uh, a little bit about my background. I've always been a software guy. Been uh, started my career at BMC Software as a developer, then joined VMware, was there for a while, um, then jumped into more from a technology side to the PM side. Been a PM for a very long time. And Workspace Cloud has been one of my most exciting projects. I cannot... Um, I haven't had a better journey uh, than Workspace Cloud, so very excited for this entire pivot of Citrix um, from an on-prem product to the cloud. So, yeah, again, uh, congratulations on your day. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Jerry and I are CTPs, and we've been we've been following this story very closely as as you know it, it came to uh, as it came to the CTPA and NDA table. You know, we've we've uh, we've both interacted with yourself, Joe, and, and yourself, Harsh, throughout this journey, and um, it, it's been really interesting from an evangelist side to watch this uh, product grow and, and shape out. I think you guys have done a phenomenal job with it. I mean, even in the very early days when we first got our hands on the beta, the the, the traction and the rate of change that was happening in the product as it went along the the bugs were getting knocked down so so quickly and uh, it's been a real pleasure to to watch it from from a side you know i mean would you feel the same jerry yeah i I do and i remember when joe kind of approached a handful of uh, ctps and brought us in back in uh, i think it was november of last year 
um, to kick off the White Glove program and just seeing from where it started, taking the feedback meetings about um, the experience and, and the workflow, and then getting to the on-prem pieces of it, and then just seeing it grow from there. So I'm very excited with this product with, within Citrix and, and glad to see this being being launched here. Um, so, so kind of rolling into things, you know, as we're talking about bits and pieces of it and our excitement. Um, Harsh, how about you kind of tell us, you know, it's Workspace Cloud has just been released. Um, for those who don't know, kind of what is an overview of Workspace Cloud? Uh, so you want to think about Workspace Cloud as a, as a set of cloud-managed services that enable IT professionals to securely, reliably, and quickly integrate uh, and deliver apps, desktops, documents, as well as collaboration software. So it's a new and a cohesive way of delivery of overall Citrix value. So it kind of makes um, all the all the goodness of Citrix delivered to you in minutes. Not only minutes, it makes it easier, um, and, and it cuts some things out that we traditionally had to think about. Um, you know, kind of things like our controllers, a SQL. You know, just on the desktops and app side right now. You know, that SQL conversation, the controllers. You know, even possibly storefront and, and director, and us as consultants or, or partners or even admins on prem, we're mostly focusing now on the workloads, which we spend most of our time on and should be, and kind of not really having to focus on, on some of the smaller things. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I think we're trying to do that across all services, right? So it's, uh, it's definitely the one you cited is, is apps and desktops. We're doing the same thing with Zen Mobile, with ShareFile. So, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. Uh, the simplicity comes from driving the management out of uh, customers' hand and actually focusing on things that are important just to them. And that adds value not just to the customer, but also to the partners there. Oh, I was just going to say, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, Jerry, in there as well. I mean, even just a simple, something as simple, as simple as SQL for, for Zen App and Zen Desktop. I mean, if you've ever uh, dove into trying to set up a SQL mirror or anything else with Zen Desktop without actually reading the admin guide in, in advance, it, it can be tricky. You know? You've got to figure out where you're going to put controllers, how you're going to make your SQL HA, where you're going to put your storefront, all of this kind of stuff. And then when you get access to Workspace Cloud, it's kind of all done for you. You've got two little infrastructure servers sitting over there in, in your data center acting as a little broker. And from there, everything just kind of provisions and, and onwards. I was blown away at the simplicity of, um, of Workspace Cloud and from, a, you know, from an actually setting it up and, and putting it in place. And by setting it up, I mean, I mean really just clicking a couple of boxes and letting it do its thing. It was uh, it's from, a, from, a, from a POC and an implementation point of view, you're, you're going to save me at least two billable days and two billable frustrating days to, you know, talking to the customer. So, yeah, it was, um, it's, uh, it's an experience and uh, you've, done, you've done a phenomenal job here. Well, yeah, even back on the SQL side, too, as well, um, SMB is going to be huge because some don't have the licensing for that redundancy. So just having that piece right there is going to save a lot of headaches and conversations and and some hurdles for the SMB market as well. So, so Joe, kind of tell us, you know, on this Workspace Cloud journey, you know, again, I mentioned that some of us were involved in the White Glove back in, in November, but kind of talk about the whole journey from Workspace Cloud to where it started to the, the launch today. Yeah, you know, I think um, you know on that on the first point, it's it's all about, you know, our, I guess our mission is really to help accelerate that that customer's time to value, right? From from the moment that they want to, uh, they select that I have a business problem and I I know how I want to solve it to be able to actually recognize that solution and provide value to their to the people within their company. That's that's ultimately what we're trying to accomplish. 
And as you mentioned, right, the, this kind of vision has kind of been seen out through kind of a, a few different phases. I think it, you know, started actually back in, um, you know, 2012 and 2013 when we actually uh, began the process of enabling the core Zen app and Zen desktop product that you would deploy in a traditional manner, but being able to actually then provision that uh, provision your workloads, the the app and desktop workloads, what we call, you know, in the parlance of the VDA, the virtual delivery agent, provisioning those using machine creation services to um, Amazon and other uh, cloud infrastructure, such as a Citrix cloud platform on the on the private cloud side. You know, Citrix has always had this message of this notion of ininess, giving you the freedom of choice. And that first step was really to be able to then allow customers to say, you know what, if you want to run your Citrix environment in a public cloud, allow you to then leverage an infrastructure as a service layer to actually provision your application and desktop workloads. But then as we've talked to customers, they said, you know what, that's great, but actually what I want is you to even take that one step further, make it even simpler, make it to, as what Andy said, where I can come in and just start using the service without and then uh, without having to actually set up what we call kind of that control plane. And actually when, when Citrix acquired ShareFile, they had this beautifully simple architecture that really separated the, um, the SaaS layer from where your data plane resided, what they call in ShareFile their storage zones. And their uh, value proposition was really unique in the marketplace. They said, you know, we're gonna give you the ability to provide a enterprise level file sync and sharing service but we're going to give you, the customer, the right and the ability to still select where you want your data to reside, whether that's in a public cloud such as Amazon or Azure, or actually what's um, really attractive is actually keeping your data within your premises. And so the, you know, the journey from Workspace Cloud really started by, from that those two points and then built upon it to say, you know what, let's take the control infrastructure across all of our different services, whether it's the application and desktop service or the mobility service or the secure document service uh, powered by ShareFile. And let's provide all of those services from a unified platform. And this is really important also because a customer, uh, you know, we in the industry, we overuse that term workspace quite a bit. But what, what I truly believe is that a workspace is uh, personal. It's personal to not only um, every customer and what they determine they need to fulfill their workspace needs, but it's also personal to the people you provide a workspace to. You know, Andy, you might, uh, within your workspace, you might need a set of mobile apps and mobile device policies because you're out and on the move, whereas Jerrion might primarily do his work on a Windows application and a Windows desktop but he needs a file sync and sharing. So when he's away from his computer, he can send a file. So having that ability from a single place to construct your workspaces that are personal to your specific business needs, but then also personal to the needs of the different personas within your um, environment has really kind of taken us and kind of helped to form some of the main kind of design principles that we've tried to achieve within Workspace Cloud. Yeah, and I, I definitely like the, the, the share file story because as I'm talking to customers about this and ever since the announcements but at Synergy and, and going to talk about customers and um, talking about you know them going from the legacy architecture of IMA into the 7.x platform and then using Workspace Cloud to help do that, um, I definitely have that share file story up front because they, they can relate to that and how, how share file works, especially if they deployed uh, on Zen Mobile. 
Um, so you, you know, Andy, go ahead. You got something? Uh, I, I was just going to say, yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it, it's a, it's, it's a great story there. I mean, the 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 share file piece is is really is a it's a jewel and a demo well, uh, crown in my opinion. I mean, it, uh, uh, in recent times, I find myself selling more share file than I do Zen desktop, and it's not from from any feature lacking. It's just that the share file platform is so powerful. You know, I mean. The, the, and you know, and it's because of that architecture. I mean, the, the rate at which um, ShareFile's new features are integrated is just mind blowing. Um, you know, from from the secure document signing to the data rooms. Like when when Citrix acquires a product for ShareFile, it is implemented very very quickly because of that. You know, that kind of cloud based control plane. So it, it it made absolute sense, and I think it was a it was a great idea by Citrix to 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 take something that worked so well and then you know implement it for the rest of their product suite. It's a it's, it's a real success story, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, within Workspace Hot, right, we like to say, right, there is no version anymore within the, the services that you're you're using, right? As you mentioned, Andy, we, we want you to be, you know, delightfully um, delightfully kind of surprised when a, a new feature is available and allow the integration for just to happen organically within your environment rather than kind of the painful process of, say, upgrading, you know, traditional software deployments and taking that, um, IT costs that so you would go into, say, upgrading your 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 application desktop infrastructure, your mobility infrastructure, and put those resources now to pro- providing a better experience, adding new services to really complement your notion of a workspace. Yeah, because everything is going to be always every, every always be evergreen because it's going to be seamless to the customer. You know, just like ShareFile, you know, we don't know if there was an update done until we see that on the front side of ShareFile. But on the back end, you know, you guys are always taking care of the updates, whether it's functionality, uh, a patch, an issue, or security. You know, and it's always that concept of evergreen, of evergreen, which uh, Workspace Cloud will be as well. Yeah, so I was just going to say, I mean, obviously, this has been a big journey for you guys. I mean, how do you feel today? I mean, wandering slightly off the Workspace Cloud for a second, because you guys must feel pretty damn good. <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's great. I mean, this is the vision that uh, I think we've been waiting to be able to uh, kind of you know bring to the market. Um, but at the same point, uh, you know, this is just the start of the journey. Um, you know, now we we have a you know a huge vision and a pipeline of new really awesome things that I can't wait to to talk about. Uh, and so, you know, while this is a you know monumental day for Citrix and being able to have the general availability of all the core workspace cloud services, wow, I'm, I'm I get so zero excited just thinking about what's what's to come in the future. Awesome. So when we talk about you know the the core services, you know what exactly is available today um, for the the workspace cloud uh, offering, Harsh. Sure. Uh, and before I say that, I just want to add to Joe, what Joe said about the about a journey to building up this uh, workspace cloud. It definitely feels the end of the start and the beginning of the journey. Uh, it's been it's been a while since we got there. I remember times when I and Joe would get into rooms, be brainstorming ideas, uh, negotiating not just uh, amongst ourselves but across other teams, um, validating concepts. So thanks um, thanks to Jerry and um, Andy and other CDPs who helped us validate the idea. Um, and then uh, from an entire engineering standpoint, it was a big mind shift from developing code um, in, with a cloud-first mentality. So it's been quite a journey. Very excited about the day. I think it is, um, as Joe said, it's a monumental day for all of us. So very excited about it. And um, in terms of what we are delivering today, uh, the components, uh, we have um, 
we have three major services coming out. We have the apps and desktop service, which is um, which is empowered by uh, uh, happens and desktop. We have uh, secure documents, which is going to be delivered through ShareFile, and then it's and we are newly introducing a lifecycle manager, uh, which will allow you to set up uh, different Citrix technologies using blueprints um, into your setup. Okay, so okay. I mean, the, the the apps and desktops. I mean, is obviously your, that's your Zen app and Zen desktop piece. I mean, that's the that's the piece that most customers are using today. You've got the share file thing, which I mean, obviously slotted in so well because the architectures so are so um are so similar. But I, I just wanted to say, I mean, with regards to the lifecycle management piece, when I mean, when, when I first saw Scale Extreme and I saw some of the integration plans, I I wasn't quite sure where this was going in the sense that I I didn't. I, I, it was probably naive me at the time, but I wasn't quite. Sure. Or what was going to happen, and then at Synergy this year, uh, Jim Moyle and Andy, and Andy Wood did a did a session on um, on lifecycle management, uh, and I was completely blown away, completely blown away by you know the 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 the, the, the approach that you guys have taken to this lifecycle management piece, the ability to to script, automate, install, check. You know, it, it's it's almost as as clever as the whole Octoblue system, but you know, from a from a from an automation and management point of view, it, it's it, it's uh, it's a phenomenal product, and I'd really encourage people to look at it because there's there's literally the, the, you know the, the sky is the limit of what you can do with that product. Yeah, I would agree. The the, the demo that Andy or Andrew Morgan or Andrew Wood and Jim Moyle did at Synergy. Um, with with the auto scaling was pretty neat, and, and being able to to show that and talk to customers about that, you just see their eyes light up, and the possibilities. What else can be done um, inside of lifecycle management? So you know, we talked about some of the components available today. We talked about some of the value um, as far as you know the, the SQL side, the infrastructure, the controllers. Um, where else do you guys see the value here for customers um, going with Workspace Cloud, Joe? Yes, yeah, so I think uh, you know there's a, there's a couple of kind of pain. In the, in the industry today, if you look across, you know, application desktop virtualization or, you know, enterprise mobility management or secure documents, so, you know, across all these kind of core markets that Workspace Cloud provides services from, you know, there's a couple that, you know, really come to mind, you know, first off is some of the complexity around integration across different products and services. And, and you can think of the complexity that is kind of um, hampered by twofold. Uh, first is that as you add a, a new a new product to the mix, the complexity of integrating those products to be able to um, to operate together. You know, and there's hundreds of pages of documentation about how best practices for how to configure different products to work together for a single solution. But then also, um, you know, the second factor is, you know, well, when you're trying to address, say, user populations that are across multiple different locations, it gets, you know, even more complex in, in terms of replication and kind of as Andy was talking about replicating different infrastructure components across different locations. And so what we try to do is really solve and, and, and enable that value to provide a level of kind of really, you know, consumption-based um, services that allow really you begin to use the services and the um, products will just come integrated out of the box. I think that's a key value of really helping to accelerate that time to value. But I think one of the other things as we looked at is that, you know, there's there are other um, of, you know, offerings within the market that talk about this notion of, you know, desktops as a service or, you know, cloud hosted uh, mobility management um, and even cloud hosted file sharing. But one of the key benefits that we're trying to bring forward and, and keep within keep our asking ourselves is what is truly what a customer wants to do in enabling that level of flexibility within design choices. And one of the key important points from a design choice around flexibility 
is having the flexibility to choose where your workloads will run and being able to enable that so that a customer can say, you know what, I want to operate at a cloud scale and I want to consume a cloud service, but I want to leverage a, uh, a workload that is deployed, whether it's on-premises, whether it is in a public cloud like, or a combination of the two, I think is really critical. And the last thing I'd say is that from a kind of a kind of a value here of our customer is really eliminating the word, you know, upgrade from your vernacular. You're really now focusing on a always on, always up to date service and, and applying that IT effort that you would use in a future or in a previous life of say upgrading your Zen app environment to, you know, from 6.5 to 7.6 and 7.6 to 8.0. Now in saying, okay, I can take, apply all that IT effort and now just uh, uh, apply that to improving my performance, adding new services, and really meeting the needs of, of the people within within my environment. I, I, I was just going to say, I think the key thing there you, you mentioned all the way through, uh, and it rings through to me as well, is, is choice. Um, it, it gives the customer choice as to where they want to run anything. It's not it's not a it's not a DAS model where you're locked into a vendor. It's not a mobility management cloud product where you're locked into another vendor. It's not um it, it's none of those things. It is literally the customer can choose where they want to put stuff. And that is what customers want. They want a choice. Exactly. You know, if you want to deploy this on prem in your own data center, have at it. If you want to go to AWS, there's your option there. If you want to go to Azure and other services there you go. The main thing is just the control plane is going to be Citrix hosted and everything else is you choose where your workload goes. So kind of moving on to there, you know, let's kind of talk about the next thing here is about, you know, is, it, is today the time for workspace cloud to kind of become the de facto standard for proof of concepts, proof of concepts and implementations for customers? Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, I think... Um... You know, when you think about it, right, within Workspace Cloud, what we're trying to provide is really a, a kind of a spectrum of different ways that can that you can really consume and leverage Citrix technologies. And we talked about two primary different ways within Workspace Cloud, either a lifecycle managed deployment and leveraging one of those you know, great blueprints that uh, Andy mentioned, or, or actually leveraging then kind of the hybrid delivery or hybrid service, such as the app and desktop service or the mobility service. And I think it's a great opportunity for, for customers to leverage either of these different services for a you know, proof of concept to really uh, see the value of what a Citrix-based solution can provide. But I think ultimately, you need to choose the method uh, that fits within your specific business needs or IT constraints. And I think that's one of the benefits that Citrix provides here, whether it's within Workspace Cloud or, or leveraging, say, you know, our standalone traditional software products or even um, we haven't mentioned yet, actually going and actually um, to a Citrix service provider to uh, to actually get a, a business-ready workspace uh, directly from the service provider. You have all these different mechanisms, and ultimately, what Citrix is trying to do is is help you to solve problems and then provide you the choice for how you can consume that, that technology. So you know, kind of going back and what got kind of gone over here. You know, when you think of Workspace Cloud, you kind of think of three things: choice. Evergreen and time to value. Is that, is, that, is that correct statement? Yeah, I think those are three, uh, three key uh, kind of benefits that uh, that Workspace Cloud provides. Okay, so you know we talk about Workspace Cloud and, and being um, being cloud hosted control plane, but the workers going where where, where the customer chooses. Um, and we mentioned a little bit about traditional. So Harsh, kind of talk to us about your thoughts on traditional 
versus Workspace Cloud and kind of, you know, thinking of, of uh, on, on the customer side of this? Sure. Um, my personal thinking is Workspace Cloud provides a new uh, way of enjoying Citrix user experience benefits. Um, and these benefits were traditionally provided by the on-prem product. Uh, so in our in our spectrum of customers, you would see uh, spec uh, customers uh, with varying degrees of uh, security requirements and varying degrees of uh, ease of use. So with uh, with the Workspace Cloud and and our, and our traditional products, we now cover both these spectrums and we kind of cover them pretty well. Um, and further on, um, it continues to add value in, in our any nest message, right? I mean, uh, as we've been. <coughs> Hopping on that a little bit, that we've moved from on-prem to any public cloud or any private cloud. So, it's it's kind of an I, I personally think it's an extension of our traditional product, um, and adds a, and a solution to more business requirements out there in the market. And and customers are going to have the the choice here. So it's not like Citrix is saying Workspace Cloud is our standard going forward. You can stick with traditional, or you can go on a Workspace Cloud, or or do a combination of correct. And, and kind of um, with it being launched today, you know, how can a customer who's looking at Workspace Cloud kind of make the transition, the transition from traditional on-prem into Workspace Cloud? So as we launch today, um, there are, from a technology standpoint, yes, we have answers. But from a licensing standpoint, we do not want to um, go down that path today. Um, so, Joe, let's talk about a couple of things here because Workspace Pod was also announced as well. Um, so how can how does Workspace Pod fit into Workspace Cloud? Is it just an extension of the the actual workload infrastructure? Um, can I, kind of talk us about Workspace uh, Cloud fitting together with Workspace Pod. Yeah, so you, you know you, you kind of mentioned that you know Workspace Cloud is a is a platform from which we'll deliver a number of cloud services that can be used to construct um, a workspace across a range of different resource locations. But one of the things that we want to be able to drive is, is actually simplicity in um, across not only the control plane stack, but then also within the actual core infrastructure that's hosted within those resource locations. And so the Workspace Pod provides a, some unique value of really, really tightly integrating that entire stack and, and actually providing you, in effect, kind of that pre-configured resource location that can be able to be kind of optimized to host Citrix workloads. So bringing together, you know, some of the unique uh, technical capabilities within some of our hardware partners, as well as within Zen Server and Melio, can really help to really uh, kind of simplify the deployment, giving that predict predictive scale, giving you a just a fantastic performance with the simplicity of what you would expect from a you know tightly integrated service. Very, uh, very nice. So, you know, we kind of mentioned Workspace Pod and how it fits in the Workspace Cloud and, and the resource locations. Um, we stepped on another piece briefly about lifecycle management in Workspace Cloud, and you guys have some nice things you can do with that. Andy talked about some of the demos we saw with the auto-scaling, um, and then also, too, um, when you guys announced the, the tools to help you kind of migrate from 6.5 into 7.x, that's also a, a blueprint as well. So kind of talks about lifecycle management and the value there for customers. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, I think... You know, the lifecycle management, you know, similar to, to you and I, I get really excited about the possibilities of what you can do, not only for our customers, but then also our partners to be able to create a set of validated blueprints that you can be able to use over and over again to help provide a set of repeatable automated deployments to really take some of the, the guesswork and take some of the manual intervention out of the way. 
But as you mentioned, right, a, a blueprint is not only what you deploy on day one, it's also about how you, you can ensure that it um, is consistently um, up to date and, and also provides a level of auto scaling. So lifecycle management provides a set of IT automation um, uh, tools and blueprinting capabilities that allows you to be able to really design a blueprint for your workload. And a workload or an application could be something like a Zen desktop deployment. And you'd be able to step through that blueprint and really design as a recipe what you want that blueprint to uh, to actually provision in what you want it to necessarily take actions based upon certain parameters or certain um, scenarios or certain, uh, looking for the right word, but uh, certain uh, uh, actual responses within the system. So as you mentioned, what you might see is that, you know, once you hit a certain uh, level of utilization within your application desktop controllers, you want to say auto scale a new controller. Or once you hit a certain uh, throughput, you want to be able to say reconfigure your Netscaler. And I think this really fits in nicely within our strategy, as you mentioned, giving kind of a spectrum of different options. Because many customers are going to continually want to have their entire Citrix deployment within their own premises or within infrastructure they control, you know, the entire Citrix deployment. But what they want is a simple way to actually stand up a Citrix deployment. And that lifecycle management service can really give you that capability by leveraging either a validated blueprint within the catalog or really designing your own blueprints to meet your own specific uh, needs. I have to say, I, I really like the idea. I mean, you hit you hit the key point for me on on lifecycle management. Looking at it from a from a you know kind of a design uh, implement and and kind of document process of you know as as you do with with many implementations. Um, what I love about um, what I love about lifecycle management is those manual steps can actually now go away in a sense that you now have a service that you can use to perform those manual steps that normally you have to hand over to a customer. If something goes down, then do this. If you need additional capacity, this is what you do. If you need to fail data centers over, well, you know what? I'm pretty damn sure you could get that into, into a, a, a lifecycle management um, process. So it, yeah, it's the, the, the possibilities for that one are endless. I mean, we're, we're very used to talking about Zen app and Zen desktop and Zen mobile and, and uh, knowing, you know, what are what, capabilities of the product but I mean from what I see with lifecycle management it's so open-ended what you put in is really what you get out yeah. oh, you know with, with, with the addition obviously with, it, uh, with, with the benefit of also having a, a whole load of blueprints ready there for you to play with it as well yeah and, and you know lifecycle management can be used not only for Citrix workloads such as Zen app and Zen desktop or Zen mobile or you know Netscaler um, it can also be used for third-party applications you know standing up a, a SQL database right and as you mentioned, you can now provide all of that IP in terms of like if-then type analysis, and you just build all that IP into your blueprint and allow the system to be able to basically enact that it's always in that um, that state that you designed it for. And I think the one thing is is you can leverage a blueprint actually even within, say, using the app and desktop service within Workspace Cloud. For instance, you can leverage a blueprint to help you to design your resource location and get it prepped for... Uh, for you to use the um, the app and desktop service, such as you know, okay, I'm going to um, use the app and desktop service, but I want my workloads to run on my premises. Well, I'm still going to likely want to have a Netscaler within my data center 
you know, I might want to also um, have a local storefront. And so I can actually have the uh, lifecycle management bl uh, blueprint just set up the components necessary within the resource location. So you can really begin to stack the blueprints together, almost have blueprints of blueprints, and really give you that full flexibility to, to meet the specific needs that you wanted to do. Yeah, and speaking of uh, things kind of outside of, you know, Citrix and, and those type of workloads, um, back to the, the demo that and Andrew Wood and Jim Well did, they actually deployed um, Atlantis USX using uh, lifecycle management as well. So, uh, again, it's not just Citrix. You know, you, you can build out all kinds of different things uh, using lifecycle management. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, I, I was with a customer recently who was who was living on what I call borrowed time in the sense that they they had they don't they'd they'd over provisioned their storage to their to what they actually had underneath, and they were using PVS cache and RAM overflow to disk, and they had these VD or V or um, uh, VMDK files that were growing and growing and growing, and obviously their 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 LUNs and data stores were starting to to wax and wane, and now all of a sudden they were considering, hold on a second, maybe I should delete disks from my machines once a month. And I said, yeah, that's probably a good idea but where are you going to host that script where are you going to run it from you know how are you going to know if it's run correctly or not because i mean you better be sure that it has been successful before people try to access the system again and i couldn't help but think in the back of my mind gone i wish i could talk to them about lifecycle management and i wish i could get them to look at this product because all of a sudden you've got this central repository where you can run those kind of jobs you know pull back the information you want to pull back and um, perform tasks based on on that ip you mentioned joe and uh, and then go from there so yeah you know it, it's it's definitely an an untapped uh, well of potential, and I'm really looking forward to playing with that one. So this this one's kind of for both of you, and we'll, we'll take thoughts from Harsh first. But um, what are you guys' thoughts on other solutions um, in the market versus Workspace Cloud? Um, whenever it comes to a conversation about cloud cloud deployments or hybrid de deployments, in my honest opinion, there is there's always a bit of confusion around what is what is DAS, what is what is commodity DAS, and what are customized and personalized desktops, or more like finished goods software workspaces. Um, with Workspace Cloud, uh, I think Citrix has very clearly defined that message, has made that delineation between the two, that cloud, there can be a clear difference between finished goods uh, desktop and, and, in, um, and a basic DAS. I think that's, that's, that's one key thing that Citrix has come out with. And then, as we know, some of our competitors have come up with similar solution uh, solution. Um, so competition is always a great way of validation, and, and it's good that we have somebody thinking on the same lines. Um, but then uh, with Citrix, I think we're way stronger. We're way way more equipped because of two real <clears throat> two real uh, differentiators. One being that we are a multi-service solution, so we have we span uh, not only to mobility but also share file as as well as apps and desktop. And uh, secondly, we provide flexibility. We are not. There's no vendor lock-in with us. You could choose any. You could choose an Azure cloud or AWS cloud or a private cloud or even your on-premise setup. Um, so excited about seeing where the competition is. Excited about where we are today. Yeah, I think uh, you know maybe to just add on that one um, one bit. I think you know there's been some really interest in this marketplace, and it's it's been really exciting to see this really heat up and into new entrants in the marketplace and, and getting. Some attention, and I think a lot of times, too much attention gets put to the to the price that they're offering for, you know. Because I've seen so many projects uh, within customers that they get hung up on choosing just the lowest price, and they forget that if you don't provide a great experience, and if experience isn't the number one thing that you focus on, 
then your users aren't going to use it, which ultimately means that it's going to be a wasteful set of, of uh, uh, a wasteful project in terms of the, the overall cost. And so I think, you know, one of the things that really sets Citrix apart is that we've just over the past 25 years had a relentless focus of providing a great experience across a range of different uh, conditions, not only within what we deliver on the application and desktop side, but also within the mobility side, within kind of Andrew, as you mentioned, on the uh, document side, in everything we do, um, we provide experience first. I think that's been a, a key thing. And then as Harsh mentioned, that Indianist message of choice and saying, you know what, really customer, you choose what is the best infrastructure for you, not only what's best for you overall, but even what is best for you on an application by application basis. Because you might have a specific application that is absolutely uh, needs to run on premises because it ties into an application database that's running within your data center. And if you virtualize that app and throw it up in a public cloud, you're just going to have an awful performance. But you might have another app that's more of a kind of a standard uh, kind of client side application that for cost standpoints, it makes total sense to run up in a public cloud. Or maybe you only need that application for a certain number of hours per month where the cost economics of leveraging an infrastructure as a service is great. You know, and as the different capabilities change between um, Azure and Amazon and SoftLayer and others, having that freedom to be able to choose the best in breed at that point in time, I think is going to continue to set Citrix apart. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on two things you said there, Joe, that really rung, rung home with me. Um, the, the, the most recent thing, obviously, was uh, the, the, the ability to kind of place resources where you actually need resources. I mean, it, it's, it's something that comes so time and time again, I mean, I, the customer wants to go to the cloud, but I mean, going cloud immediately with everything um, is not always the wisest idea because, I mean, there's always a legacy requirement there. I mean, what, what Workspace Cloud to me is allowing you to do is, is it's allowing you to put little pods of infrastructure wherever you need them. And in that scenario, you, it gives you a, a slow, methodical, but, you know, uh, resilient way to migrate from, from one location to another because Workspace Cloud can, can reach into all those different environments. So, you know, I, I, I get that. Um, I get that integration and I, I really like that idea. Uh, the one thing you mentioned on price as well, yeah, it, 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 it irks me as well when, when people are, are looking at price first um, because, you know, a, a price is only as good as it's, um, the guy I used to work with, Connor Scollard, um, had a had a really good saying for these kind of things when a customer started to get tricky about price, and he said he used to say, um, "Buy cheap, buy twice." In a sense that you know you get what you pay for. If you're going to buy cheap, chances are you're not going to be happy with what you got in the first place. You know the the, the experience and the product that you're actually getting at the back end is is way more important than what the price tag is up front, and you really need to consider that. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to echo the points you made, I I, I was nodding away throughout the throughout. You were saying it's um you're, you're I think you're right on the money with that with that review. Yeah, I think um, you know just one one more point. I think as you mentioned, um, you mentioned like everyone saying they want to go to the cloud. And many times when when a, when I hear people say they want to go to the cloud, what they really mean is they want the economics and the benefits of using a cloud service, but they aren't necessarily ready for their data to be running in a public cloud environment. And so I think one of the key things is that actually Workspace Cloud gives customers a really nice smooth on ramp to really what does cloud mean for you at that point in time. Agreed. Yep, and I, I agree with, with, with uh, the comments there about both Joe and Andy, you know, good, good stuff going in there. So, Harsh, um, how can customers, you know, this is now launched, so how can customers test this out and, and start, uh, you know, turning the wheels with it and, go, and going in, into their environments? 
Sure. So uh, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, all, all the customers have to do is they have to go, go to workspace.cloud.com and then we have a button, button called for try for free. Uh, they have to provide in the, the, um, the, the first name, last name, the, the company's email ID, um, and then they would get they would they would pretty much be able to get in um, on the back end. We do a few things, and once they get in, they would have um, they would see the different services: the apps and desktop service, the Zen uh, mobility management service, and uh, secure document service, as well as lifecycle management. All they have to do is request trial, um, and that's it. And within within a few days, they would actually get the trial set up. So this is so they could actually try that out. And just to be clear, this is going to be different from the the test drive announced at Synergy. They're actually going to be able to download like the Workspace Connector and connect to on-prem resources. Correct? That is correct. So with test drive, uh, every customer who logs in uh, would actually have access to test drive. They would be able to have have a quick and snappy experience of uh, the admin experience, where they would have their workspace created, and the workspace would create uh, would have. Um, productivity apps, 3D apps, so on, that they could provision to users. And then this is, the entire test drive is focused more around the end, end user experience. Uh, but with these trials, it's really about that technology they would want to validate within their setup. So in that case, you're right. So once you get that trial approved, you would be able to download the connectors, you would be able to connect your apps to the workspace cloud. Simple as that, register, uh, provision, and uh, start consuming services. Yeah. That's straightforward. And just for your, your on-prem stuff, you just need a server to put the connector on and then your workloads, and you can have at it from there because all your management stuff will be inside, hosted inside of a Workspace Cloud. So um, one thing that we'd like to ask all of our guests, um, and we'll, we'll go to Joe first for this one. Um, so on a personal note, away from Citrix, away from you know your, your day-to-day stuff, um, what market or technology are you keenly watching at the moment and what excites you about that? So... Uh, we'll go to you first, Joe. So, uh, you know, separate from technology, what excites me is uh, is being a father. Uh, so I've kind of now pouring my passion as a product manager to learning how to actually be a parent, and that's kind of a pretty uh, pretty trippy experience to go through. But uh, um, you know, from a from a pure technology standpoint, I think you know we're we're in this really interesting time, uh, uh, really understanding how people collaborate and user resources you know if you look at how fast things have transitioned from being kind of a windows centric desktop centric to being windows centric laptop centric to now being mobile centric and application centric i think it's really um, challenging uh, development to understand how you build services and so some of the trends around kind of microservices and containerization are going to be really i think kind of the next um, big wave of change that we saw back in you know the early 2000s that virtualization provided to IT. But with that, I think is going to bring just some new challenges around how do you um, ensure a level of application performance and monitoring. So I think some of the uh, kind of APM and monitoring solutions are going to be now even more critical for IT to be able to manage and give you visibility into what is actually happening within your environments. Very nice. And also, too, um, like I say, you know, for being a, uh, a father myself, um, congr- congrats on becoming a father and welcome to the club. Yeah, thanks. It's a, it's a pretty great club to be part of. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Technology is easy, though, isn't it, compared to being a dad? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, a few of the CTPs were kind of ribbing me on, on Twitter this week about, uh, 
you know, the the endless scrum, you know, midnight scrum meetings and the uh, the hot fixes that I have to, uh, to look forward to. So yep. I thought that was uh, pretty great. Yeah, prepare for uh, less uh, least amount of sleep that you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum viable sleep, I guess. Exactly. There you go. Um, so Harsh, same question to you. You know, away from Citrix on a personal note, um, you know, what technology or market are you watching at the moment and what excites you about it? I think, um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely away from the child conversation just now, but congratulations, Joe. Uh, um, in terms of technology, I think it's, it's, it's been that, I think this, this is an era. Um, I don't have a specific technology. I think the era has changed. It's, it's, we're bringing cloud back, which, is, which we had started defying 10 years ago. We kind of made it, and I, to my point earlier, we made it a commodity conversation. Uh, I think we're changing the game now. Um, it's kind of becoming more focused, more, most, uh, more use case uh, driven. And I think uh, it is going to become lesser of a cost savings uh, conversation going forward. It is, it is going to growingly become a value conversation. People would start, would be willing to pay more um, or rather than, um, I mean, the, 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 the ways they could be doing this, it could be OPEX versus CAPEX and so on. But then it, I'm, I'm, it, is, it is going to be exciting how, how, the, how the spending trends going to change within not just the small SMBs, the mid-market, but even the enterprises. That's what I'm the most, I'm most keen on. I'd, I'd, I'd echo I'd that as well. I mean, ultimately, I'm an Apple fan. I have no... I have no... Uh, I have no uh, I, I have no uh, no shame in saying that, and I'm an Apple fan because I don't mind spending extra on stuff that works. I don't mind spending extra on stuff that integrates well, and I don't mind spending extra on on devices that are and, and services that are good. You know, and I think that that is absolutely. I, I, I'd, I'd echo your point as well. I think we're going to see a big shift now where where price becomes less of an issue, and it is going to be all about the functionality. I think end users are going to be expecting a certain level of service from everything. Uh, and if they don't achieve that, they will pay the extra money with with with, with additional products. You know, so yeah, I hope I hit your point on that, but I do agree completely. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, the theory of kind of consumption economics is is I think is going to be just a big big shift in the overall IT and especially the enterprise software um, as people take, as you mentioned, this what they expect from consumer products and consumer experiences like Apple, and now expect that not only. Um, in what they live in their kind of their personal life, but actually bringing those expectations into their into the business and the and the software that they consume on, on a business standpoint. So yeah, that was a great great call, Gar. Uh, yep, and this is why one of the most favorite questions we like to ask across all of our our guests because it's always interesting answers that we get and in, in the conversations that it sparks. So um, thank you guys both for that. Also, congrats again on the launch of Workspace Cloud. I, I know it's been a uh, 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 work a long, hard journey to get here. Um, so, you know, for your customers out there, you can go do a, do a test drive of it, get it in your environments. Um, you know, think three things, you know, um, choice, evergreen, um, and time to value w- with this product. Um, thank you to my co-host, Andy Morgan, um, who has a few words before we close down today. Yeah, so again, uh, just to echo um, Joe, Harsh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we have been watching this journey uh, from the sidelines, obviously, as, as CTPs, and we, we, we know how much effort has gone into this, and even the mentality changed in Citrix to, 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 to bring you guys to this point. And I'm absolutely tickled pink for you guys today, um, and I really hope people go out and try it and, and get behind it. 
just because I think this is the future of, of what Citrix are going to be doing. So uh, before I go any further, thanks very much for joining us today, guys, and uh, best of luck. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem at all. Uh, cool. So um, just to close down, um, I just wanted to thank our sponsors, uh, ControlUp, um, FS Logics, and Liquidware Labs for allowing us to do what we do and enjoy what we do. Um, for for myself, um, thank you and good evening. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. And go check out Citrix Workspace Cloud. It rocks. <laughs>